There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode 106 of the Love Life Connection. All right, I am so excited about today's episode. And in case you've missed the last couple of episodes on the podcast, I am doing a four-part series on the four dating energies that are keeping you out of love. So after working with over 100 clients, I found there to be four main types of dating energy that keep you out of love. So I want you to think of these energies like sex in the city archetypes. That's really what these energies are. They're just archetypes. You know, you've had the conversation, are you the Carrie, the Miranda, the Samantha, or the Charlotte? And if you've been listening to all of these dating energy episodes, I apologize for the same little example here. But for those just tuning in to episode 106, I want to make sure we're all on the same page. And by the way, if you are just tuning into episode 106, I highly recommend that you take a listen to at least the beginning of episode 104, because there I talk a little bit more about dating energies and energy itself. If you're like, what is this quack talking about, then make sure you listen to at least episode 104. But I do recommend that you listen to all four of these episodes in this series, because I think we all have a little bit of everything in us. We're not just one archetype. I don't want you to put yourself into a box. But I do think we have some more dominant energies, dominant archetypes, if you will. And the more we can learn about those archetypes, the more we can kind of learn about ourselves, put some words behind the things that we do or our pattern so that we can begin to see it from another perspective and then begin to shift it in our own life. So last week was about the poor me. So that's the victim, the, um, 
blaming everything, blaming yourself even. So if that resonates or think you might resonate with that, make sure you listen to episode 105. And then two weeks ago, we talked about the pleaser. So this is probably the number one energy of the people in my community just based on what people have told me. So if you're a people pleaser or feel like you have to change yourself or water yourself down in order to be likable, lovable, then make sure you listen to episode 104 where I talk about the pleaser energy. And so today's episode, I'm going to talk about the future tripper energy. Now, I said last week that the poor me energy was probably my number two. So future tripper by far is my number one. And I also just want to say this, and this might be off topic, but I find it very interesting. I tell this a lot to my clients, but I really believe that your um, your your strengths and your weaknesses are just the the same are the different side of the same coin. So, for example, when I took the Gallup poll um, strength finders test, my one of my strengths was futuristic, which means I'm really good at helping my clients see the future and paint a picture of what that might look like for them, and then help them create a process to get from where they are now to this painted picture in the future. It's a great strength to have, especially as a coach, I think, um, but also. On the other side of that, it's really hard for me sometimes to live in the present moment because I'm always thinking, what's next? What's the next big thing? I mean, I've had a lot of big moves in my life and I'm always like, where am I going to live next? Or what's the next job I'm going to have? Or I get a client, like what's the next client I'm going to get or whatever it is. And it's something that I've made huge, huge strides on, but I can definitely get tripped up if you will, with the future tripper energy. So while it's also a strength, it's also definitely a weakness. And so as you're looking at these archetypes, I would say these archetypes for the most part are, I don't want to say weaknesses, but they are energies that tend to keep us out of the life and the things that we want. So look to see if you can find the other side of the coin, like what's the positive of this quote unquote weakness. um, And that might be able to help you grow out of this pattern. So just something to chew on as you're listening to all of these episodes. All right. So back to the future tripper. And to be honest, I don't even know where I first heard this phrase. For all I know, I made it up. So I don't claim to because I'm really not sure. All of a sudden, I just started saying like, you're future tripping to a client. And they're like, what? I love that phrase. Like that is exactly what I'm doing. So for those of you who are like, what the hell is future tripping? Let me tell you. It is one who's hanging out in the future, in the future. So you're just tripping out in the future. It doesn't mean you're on drugs. You're just all in the future. You're in la la land. So what this might look like is meeting a great guy online who looks perfect on paper and already dreaming up what a relationship would look like with him or thinking that he is a perfect guy because he looks perfect on, perfect on paper or trying on his last name before he even had a first date or for the second date or whatever it is, or maybe even wondering when the second date will happen before the first one is even over or before the first one even takes place. So this is all future tripping. You're just wondering what might happen. What if this happens? What if that doesn't happen? You're just constantly in the future thinking the 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 what ifs and the, the maybes. All right. So over the story, or excuse me, over the summer, I shared with you my story of how I found love and met Stevie. So if you've not listened to my six part series of listening to all the dating segas, and by the way, if you haven't listened, I highly recommend I've gotten so much great feedback. Like, oh my gosh, I had that kind of situation before. I don't talk about just Stevie, but he actually doesn't even show up until I think the last episode 
episode or two, I talk about all the different relationships I've had and the patterns that I was in and how I got out of them. So if you haven't listened to that six-part series, then I highly recommend you check that out. That is episodes 81 through 86, I believe. So go ahead and check that out. You can either scroll down on your podcast player or just go to veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 81 and then so forth to listen to the um, the six-part series. Anyways, I'll put a link to all that in the show notes. But along the way, if you listen to those episodes, you might remember that there were a few relationships where I was obsessed about when we were going to see each other again. And one relationship in particular that I think I talked about in either episode or the first or second episode of that series is one that I stayed in for months long after I knew he wasn't really that into me and that we weren't going to have the future or the relationship that I truly wanted. Yet I stayed with him because I was so attached to the idea of him and the idea of what it could be. And ultimately, I was really attached to those first few weeks of when it just felt like we were on cloud freaking nine. And I just couldn't get that idea of what could be like, what could our relationship be like, it would be so great. He's so perfect, at least perfect on paper, not perfect in the way he was treating me, but perfect on paper. And I just had this idyllic image of him. And I couldn't get that couldn't get that out of my head, I couldn't shake it off. And so that's why I stayed in that relationship for so so long, long after I really knew deep down that it was over. So that is classic future tripping. So if he initiated something with me, texted me or did anything else to suggest that he was into me, I would be on cloud nine that day. And if I was lucky, the cloud nine feeling would carry on to the next day. But those high highs were always short lived. And within a day or two, I would be straight back at the very bottom and stay there again until he initiated something with me. So I was on this intense roller coaster or emotional roller coaster for months. And I'm almost ashamed to admit, and it's a kind of embarrassing to it, but it's totally true. So I'm just going to put it out there and be really vulnerable with you guys that for months, my life revolved around getting his attention and getting his affection so I could get us back to how things were when we started dating. And I don't regret the relationship. And I love that woman hard who was in that place future tripping with that guy with, you know, trying to get, you know, to this idyllic relationship that never even existed. But my I tell you the story because my future tripping was causing me to waste my time and my energy, my emotional bandwidth. So even though I was hanging out in the past a little bit thinking about like those first few weeks or that first month or whatever it was that were amazing together, once it started getting rocky, and I could sense him slipping away, my mind immediately went to the future of of this could be great. Like he just needs to see it. He needs to see how great I am and how great we could be together because of, you know, these arbitrary things that I picked out for what makes a perfect or a great relationship. So I was wasting my time, my energy and my emotional bandwidth. And maybe this exact situation hasn't happened to you. But I bet there are some other ways that future tripping holds you back and keeps you out of love. So here's some other examples. So perhaps you're so concerned with if he likes you or if and when there will be a second date, or if you're being too much, then that's all future tripping. If you're just if basically future tripping is if you are wondering what's going to be or what's not going to be. And it's in the future from the present moment that is future tripping. It can look like a lot of different things. Um, It can be more focused on the relationship or what is he going to think of me? Again, that's all things that are going to take place in the future. And here's why this is so detrimental. 
It's a few reasons. But the first thing is when you're future tripping, you're not being present. You're not in the moment. And I've talked about this before, but I will say it again. I think I talked about this in the poor me episode. But when you're not being present, you have effectively negated any possibility of forming a connection with the person sitting across from you. Think about it. If you are off in la la land or future land, whatever you want to call it, and that person is sitting across from the table trying to get to know you, maybe he's the right match, maybe he's not, but you're never going to know if there's going to be a true genuine connection there if you're not available to really be there and really create that potential connection. Because when you're in the future, then there's like a huge, huge, basically ditch in between you two. And to get across it is really, really hard. Now, I do want to be really clear, getting over any future tripping tendencies or habits, or really any of the other negative dating energies that I'm talking about, doesn't guarantee that you're going to have a relationship on your next date. And here's where I think ultimately future tripping comes from. I think ultimately future tripping comes from wanting to have certainty, wanting to know that you're not going to fail or that you're going to not get your heart broken or that you're not going to end up single or alone or whatever it is. But here's the thing. This is something that carries me through so many areas of my life. And that is a yes lives in the land of no's. So what I mean by that, if you're living in a land where you only want to have yeses, then that land doesn't exist. Like there's just no land where you're only going to get yes, yes, yes. Like yes to the guy, yes to the job, yes to the dress, yes to, I don't know, everything that you that you want in your life. Like there's no such thing. The only place you can find a yes is in the land of no's. So what does that mean? Sometimes you're going to get a no. A lot of times you're going to get a no, actually. But if you're getting no's, that's a freaking good thing because you want to know why? Because that means there's a yes somewhere around there because that's where a yes lives. A yes lives in the land of no's. Yet if you're future tripping, even if the guy sitting across from you could be perfect for you, it'll be impossible to form a connection if you refuse or are too scared to step out into the land of no's. So I talked a little bit about how I believe a lot of times our strengths and weaknesses can be different sides of the same coin. And so staying present in my life so I can continue to foster deep connections with myself, connections with others, um, put myself out there to potentially fail, but then also again, that's where yeses are, that's where the success lies, is always something that I'm working on. I think it's a basic human need to want certainty. So I think most of you listening will unsettle level will be able to relate to this. And I want to share with you something that's really helped me and helped a lot of my clients. And it actually comes from yoga philosophy. So when I work with my clients, I try to pull in a a lot of different modalities, because I don't think there's one modality that heals all. Um, But I do think that, you know, having a more interdisciplinary approach can be super useful. So in yoga philosophy, there's the idea of a parigraha. And a parigraha ultimately means non-attachment. So I know that's not really a word in English, you would say unattached, but a in Sanskrit is non and then prayagraha is attachment. So it's really non-attachment. Anyways, didn't need to give you the Sanskrit lesson. But for many of us, when we hear non-attachment, at least I should say when I first heard of non-attachment, when I was first learning about it, my mind immediately went to a Buddhist monk in a cave owning nothing but the clothes on his back. Now, I'm pretty sure that that guy was practicing non-attachment. 
But I used to think like, well, I don't want that. Like I still want all the things that I want in my life. I want a house and a car and, you know, clients and a business and all of these things. So isn't, I guess I can't practice on attachment. But the truth is, is that's not true. So you can practice non-attachment in your modern daily life. You don't have to quit everything and, you know, go live in a cave and be a Buddhist monk or whatever. Non-attachment is simply the idea. Actually, one other thing. Non-attachment also is not the idea of I don't care. So it's not the idea of like, well, I don't care what happens with this relationship. I don't care if we get a second date. I don't care if I lose all my money. I don't care if my boyfriend breaks up with me. That's not what non-attachment is. It's not not caring. I think that's another um, challenge people have with non-attachment. I know I certainly did between, you know, thinking, okay, non-attachment is owning nothing and just being a Buddhist monk and non-attachment is not caring. If I get these things that I want in my life, yeah, non-attachment's not for me. But here's what non-attachment really is. Non-attachment is you can lose these things, right? Like you can lose all your money. Your boyfriend can break up with you. You can lose your job, you cannot get that client or whatever it is, you can lose those things. And yeah, it'll hurt, it'll sting, it'll feel like rejection, or maybe there will be some concern or fear if it's a financial based thing that you lost. However, non attachment is not letting it affect your self worth and your ability to love yourself. So Instead of going out with a guy and then having your mood du jour, your emotion du jour, be based on whether or not he's into you or whether or not he likes you, that's being attached to the outcome. But can you say, okay, tomorrow's going to be a good day no matter what happens on this date because this date's going to be fun. And no matter what, I'm putting myself out there and I'm stepping into the land of no's. And that is enough for me to feel my worthiness and to love myself. And anything else that happens that in my favor is just bonus points. It's just the icing on the cake, right? So can you show up on a date and not be completely attached to the outcome? Like what would what would change for you? How would you show up on the date differently? How would you react or or act on the or after the date when it comes to the texting or the calling each other after the date? And again, it doesn't mean if you don't care. And it also doesn't mean that you don't care if they're not honoring your boundaries. So you're not going to not care if someone treats you like shit, right? Like that's not non-attachment. But can you show up on a date and know that the outcome has no effect on your worth or your ability to love or be loved or be a good partner? How would you show up on each date differently? And I think if you really sat with that and really thought about it, it'd be really, really different for all of us. And whether it's showing up on a date differently, showing up on a job job interview differently, showing up on that client call differently, if you have your own business, whatever it is. So in 2018, I am 100% dedicated to helping you shift these dating patterns so that you can receive love and find the right partner for you. Now, here's something that I always tell my clients or potential clients. If you've had one bad experience on a date or attracted an emotionally unavailable guy or got cheated on once or uh, didn't have a great relationship once or took care of one guy once, I'm not usually too worried. Sometimes, depending on, on the situation, perhaps. And it's not that I don't care or that these situations don't suck because they do no matter what. It's just that anomalies happen. So I'm not too worried if something less than ideal happens once to you. But 
as a relationship and life coach, what I am concerned about is if the same thing keeps happening over and over and over again, you keep attracting narcissists, you keep getting cheated on, you keep being the other woman, you keep attracting guys you have to take care of, you keep attracting guys that don't take the initiative to ask you on a date or plan dates or anything like that in the relationship, no matter how into the relationship or how early the relationship is. That tells me there's a pattern going on and something a lot deeper than just an unfortunate or annoying situation. So if you're in a crappy dating pattern or just feel so stuck, you don't know which way is forward anymore, I'd love to support you. And I think one of the best ways to shift your dating energies is by up-leveling your worth and your confidence. Because think about it, I've talked about three of the four dating energies so far, but they all boil down to this idea of, well, what if I'm not good enough? Really think about it. A pleaser pleases to feel worthy of earning someone's love. A poor me blames everyone and everything else around them because to look at themselves is too painful because they might find a belief that they're not good enough. And a future chipper peers out into the future to see what might or might not happen to protect themselves. Because if they get hurt or rejected, they'll ultimately conclude that something's wrong. And yes, that they're not good enough. So how do you actually feel like yourself and raise your worth and improve your confidence? It's like one of those things where like people say, be yourself on a date or love yourself. And you're like, uh, okay, but how do I actually do that? Well, the truth is there are a lot of ways, all roads, well, not all roads, but many roads lead to Rome. But one way that I hope you go is through my popular Date Yourself Challenge. So I've been running the Date Yourself Challenge for over two years now, and over 5,000 women have gone through it. Women have reported feeling more confident, more like themselves, and clear on exactly what they want and don't want in a relationship. Women have found themselves, found lovers, and even spouses. And best of all, I'm opening up a brand new private Facebook group just for the challenge so I can support you through the entire challenge and for the couple weeks after because, you know, of course, things will still be settling and simmering and I want to support you during that time. So I'll be in there every day answering questions and giving you feedback on your dates and what's keeping you stuck in love. So it's going to be awesome. I'm so excited. The last time I ran the Date Yourself Challenge, I did not have a Facebook group and it was wonderful. Um, But I really do think that the Facebook group adds a really beautiful community element that I think a lot of you all are craving. You might not feel like you have very many friends or the friends that you do have, you can't really talk about this kind of stuff with because maybe they're in a relationship and kind of quote unquote forgot what it was like or Maybe they're just heading down a different path of the type of relationship and really the type of life that you want to lead. So to sign up for the Date Yourself Challenge and to join the private Facebook group, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge. So the link will also be in the show notes. And so you can grab that over at veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 106, 106, um, or just go to veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge. Either way, it'll be there a link to sign up. 
And the challenge is going to go right through Valentine's Day, which I'm so excited about. I don't know if I've ever been able to totally align the date yourself challenge on Valentine's Day. I always try to, but sometimes just with the way scheduling works, it doesn't always happen. So whether um, Valentine's Day is super triggering for you or just another day on the calendar, I still think that there's no better way to spend it than dating yourself. So again, the link to join for free and get my personal support in the Facebook group and meet a bunch of like-minded women, many of whom might be in your city that you're living in. So even you can get some real life friends, come over to veronicagrant.com forward slash date yourself challenge. All right, I can't wait to see you in the challenge, and I will see you next week as we tackle the very last dating energy, the saboteur. This is a biggie and sometimes a tough one to own or even realize that you're doing it. So make sure you listen, even if you're like, no, that doesn't sound like me, or that just sounds ridiculous to sabotage myself. So make sure you listen next week, and I will talk to you then. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.